Episode number 86, stand-up comedian Alex Ash is in the Springs. 25 bucks. Wonderful, awful experience, you know? Just the creative process of just shooting the shit. The other guy got some girl pregnant, so he had to go and do that. I don't even care, let's just do this. Just, just work harder, just work a lot harder. Ash, you are in the springs, my friend. We're doing this thing. All right. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it. I know we had tried to connect. It was like, I don't know, four or five months ago you were doing a show. It was, yeah. I think the weather was so bad. And it may have been, there was another time on a Thursday where there was a Bronco game. Right. We just, we've just we had no luck zero getting out. together. Yeah, but so we made it. We got we, it. We Finally. It. We made it. Finally. All right. So I did a little digging on you. So I just wanted to kind of start at the at the start, basically. You're a Denver okay. guy. Yes. Now, is that home for you? Are you born and raised there? I was born in New York and uh, in the city. Okay. And then four months later, we moved to Denver because my mom, uh, her parents moved out there. So they were originally from New York and they moved it to Denver. And uh, she, with a child, moved to, to kind of get out of the city and all the hustle and bustle. And so four months, New Yorker, and the rest has been Colorado. So no kidding. Yeah. So I would consider myself a native. I mean, Absolutely, I wasn't yeah. even conscious. So. We, we will allow it. We will allow it. <laughs> so now, um, based on uh, your Facebook page, you studied at the University of Denver doing some literature and psych. Yeah. So unemployment's been fantastic. So, yeah, it's been a great great run so, uh, so how does a guy go from being at the university of denver studying literature and psychology to now doing stand-up comedy what was that transition and uh, what possessed you to want to do it to begin with well uh you know it's it's a number of factors one i wish i wish i knew better going to you know du to uh study maybe like law or business you know something that's you know financially worthwhile <laughs> versus uh literature like books are dying right, and right. Uh, psychology which is which is really interesting i was just really interested in it but i don't think i understood what do you do with a psychology degree other than become like a psychology teacher or get into you know like hands-on in the field either counseling or you know the scientific nature of it with rats and right, things like right. that so um I don't know. I, you know, it actually all started with, uh, I was down at the Squire Lounge, which is notorious in, in Denver, or at least it was back in the day for being like a really uh, rough mic and everything. And uh, I was just hanging out watching an open mic show with a buddy of mine. And he goes, you know, uh, we're funnier than them. And it kind of just started from there. And we were like, uh, we bet money, 25 bucks. Whoever gets the most laughs in two weeks, we'll do take two weeks, put put an act together and get up there and do it and uh so uh it, it went really bad it went horrible for both of us and he's actually a very funny guy uh, i thought he would at least be able to pull it off but yeah it was horrible horrible experience but i was slightly funnier because he insulted all the <laughs> he insulted all the hosts right. and everyone so i won by just like a margin even though my set was pretty much um yeah, so... Uh, so now, just for some context, The Squire, was this back when Baumhauer was running Baumhauer it? Baumhauer was running it, yes. And, and your first time on stage telling jokes was at The Squire. Yes. So anybody in the Denver, Metro, Colorado area knows 
the Squire, like you said, back in the day, was a notorious, legendary one-nighter Tuesday night at one in the morning. Yep, exactly. Why would you pick that as the like? What got you to the Squire to even watch comedy? You know, I think I think I guess I was at a certain point in my life where I was just making bad decisions, (laughs) like you know, getting a getting a literature degree, doing an open mic on Colfax. But uh, I don't know. I guess it was just in the in the feel of the whole. Thing, the excitement of all and I had a buddy kind of with me so it kind of felt worth doing and it really was a brutal experience and but I just remember the rush of energy and the feeling of just kind of like what it felt like it was nothing I'd ever experienced before and it kind of even though it wasn't such a great show it made me want to do better and uh you know from there it just kept going I just wanted to get better at it and it just became a part of the whole the whole thing. So now, were you a fan of stand-up, or were you into theater as a kid, or band? Was there any performance element to you prior to to getting into? You know, comedy? I, I I I always enjoyed stand-up. I never really saw it as something I would kind of fall into. Um, I actually have a theater background. Um, my family more than me. You know, I study a little acting here and there and all that kind of stuff. But my family, my whole family background is 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 like. Uh, my uncle's like Andrew Lloyd Webber producers, you know, like, so when I was a kid, I was like at cats backstage, you know, things like that. So it was like, it was in the family, but, uh, I never really took any aspirations towards it. Um, unfortunately I wish I did earlier, but I just kind of, kind of dicked around and, you know, video games and, you know, not being productive. I should, you know, now that I know (laughs) I wish, but you know, it's all, it's all good. Life's good. So now, um, Again, the the stand up element of it that's kind of a a unique and specific area of I hate of art. Okay, art's so, fine. So, we yeah, can talk so, art. so what is it about stand up that drew you to it? Because theaters, you know, it's it's an ensemble and writer and you know, there's so many other elements sure. to it. Sure. Um, well, I think one of it is like it's kind of it's just such a raw experience. You know, it's, it's you. You you know you write your own material, you perform it. People get that it's instantaneous. So if, if if you tell a joke and it doesn't get a laugh, you know right away. If you write if you write a story, you know spend like three months writing a story and then have someone read it and they're like it's not very good at all. You know it's it's not as instantaneous as when you do stand up comedy. I'm just really I don't know. It's just a great uh, avenue to really experience and express yourself. I feel so yeah. it, it just stuck and I, I don't I never had any aspirations to go after stand up comedy. It's just as I said, it just kind of fell into my lap and it's been a wonderful experience, wonderful, awful experience. You right, know? right. So. Now, when was that first Squire, uh, Mike? You don't have that tattooed somewhere on I your know, body? I should, no, it's, I, I want to say, I, <laughs> I, that's funny, I should. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to say it was about um, eight years ago. About eight years ago. Nice, okay. I want to say, yeah. So, April. <laughs> so then the, the preparation, you and your buddy had the, the handshake bet. Two mm-hmm. weeks we prep. We're going to get on stage. What was that prep like for you? How did you, it's, were you a pen to paper guy or stand in front of the mirror guy? Or? I'm not a stand in front of the mirror guy. Yeah. I just, you know, uh, I, I work two ways. Either I'll write something down that strikes me as funny or uh, I'll be engaging in something and something will pop out and then it'll just kind of like form itself. And then it's like, that's really funny. I should totally use that. So just from, you know, dialoguing with friends and, you know, just the creative process of just shooting the shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm interested in a lot of things and, and some things strike my funny, but yeah, I, I think I fall back on to writing yeah. and the roots of writing and trying to get that. And you've kind of maintained that over the last 
off and on, off and on. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, girlfriends will come along or something and I kind of get sidetracked and then I go, oh, wait, I forgot about comedy. You know, things like that happen. Girlfriends can do that to you. It's a comedy. Now, at what point after that initial mic at the Squire did you realize this is something I'm going to dedicate some time to and I'm going to. I'm going to continue at it where it wasn't just the handshake bet. It sure, past sure. Um, I, well, you know what? I, I think it took a while because when you're first starting out, you don't really have any material. Um, or at least I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, so it was a lot of bad experiences right off the bat. So yeah. it kind of took a while to kind of like flesh it out. So it wasn't as consistent as I would have, you know, like it wasn't like every day, every week, you know, it was like once in a blue moon, I'd go out and be like, I think I got something here. And then I'd go and fail. And then, you know, another month later, I'd maybe try it again. And then eventually something started to form. And then I was like, okay, now I can do that. So I think after a course of like a year, I did it like 20 times, which is not that much at all. So, but it gave me enough, but by then I had developed enough material that I'd actually want to go out and do it. So, so what is your pace like now relative to 20 in a year, your first year? As far as pace, as far as like, how many shows are you doing? What's a what's a solid week for you as far as getting on stage? I, you know, I try to get on at least four times a week if yeah. possible. You know, just to get out there and try some new stuff. Um, yeah, I'd say that's pretty pretty consistent. Three to four times a week. I, I could even do even more than that. I, yeah. I definitely would need to, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely could step it up. But yeah, about four times a week, I'd say. Well, one thing that's come up on this uh, on this podcast at Looney's, and I'm always fascinated by it, is you talked about having some bad experiences. And I think even Dave Chappelle could probably say, yeah, I had a bad set on such and so night. What is it about that bad experience? In, in most things in life, when you kind of get a bad experience, you, you live and learn. It's like, I'm not doing that again. Right. What is it about stand-up where you can go through a run of bad shows or even one horrible b- show, and yet you're like, yep, I'm going to get back up and do it again? What, do, can you explain? Well, I, 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 I think what happens, or at least in my experience, is like where if it's like a really bad show, if I don't do anything for a while, it'll just sit and almost like, you know, Right. Then it, then the mic gets so much further away because it's like, oh, I don't want to go out and do that. But so I find like if it, it's a really bad experience to go out and try it again to kind of just like get it, you know, and then get that laugh and then like, okay, it's it's behind me now. I can move forward with this. So yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of like the best thing to do when you have a bad experience versus just walk away. Yeah. Because then it'll just, it'll grow in your head and right, right. become like so overwhelming. So. Oh, that's a good point of view. That's good advice on that. Totally. So yeah, just, Pull off the Band-Aid. Now, after you've been doing it for eight years and you've got material that, you know, you've got kind of your go-to material that you're comfortable with, and if you have a night early on in your career, perhaps, that that go-to material didn't work, did you ever start to question yourself or did you start to understand that every audience is going to be sort of a, a snowflake and unique in their own way and that kind of thing? You know, I think it's a lot. It's it's both. I would say a lot of ways. Sometimes you're like, is this funny? And sometimes it's just a matter of you know, explaining, setting it up better, you know, or sometimes, so sometimes it's like a technical thing where it's just like people aren't understanding what you're trying to convey. But then once you like, kind of like add like a little piece of information, then it hits, uh, sometimes just write a joke and it's like, that one's for me. Yeah. <laughs> people don't get that one. I don't know why I think it's funny, <laughs> but I think it's great. And then sometimes, yeah, it is audiences, but I think at the same time, you can't really, you can't really blame an audience in the sense because I think that's an easy, easy way out. Gotcha. Um, it happens. But, you know, you, you make the best of a bad situation. It's like a bad date, you know? Like, you're on a bad date. Rather than dwell on that, you try to just make the best of it, even if it's just like, let's just get through this. So let's just, get, <laughs> let's just, just move on. So that's, so that's kind of, yeah, that's how I kind of experienced that. But, uh, yeah, 
I, I guess that's the answer. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, tell me a little bit about the, um, you run a mic in, in Denver at the Skylark Lounge? I do. Now, when did you start that, and why, and well, what's so the... It's, a, it's actually a friend of mine, uh, Mike Shear, uh, had been running the mic, I think, so this May will be our 10th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I've been doing it with him for about almost five years, four to five, somewhere in between there. And uh, so he just did it as an open mic, and he ran it with another guy. And I would pop in and do occasional sets, and he really liked me, and we had a similar sense of humor. And uh, the other guy got some girl pregnant, so he had to go and do that. And so he was looking, Mike was looking for someone to kind of fill the role, and he liked me, and we got along. So so why don't you come do this with me? And uh, we decided to kind of turn it into a showcase so we can showcase comedy rather than just open mics, which are, which are great. But after a certain point, it's just like... I don't know. It feels like spinning your wheels where it's nice to have like a show that you put together and invited everyone down and people get paid and they're happy to be there. Right. Right. So, so yeah, we've been doing that and it's, it's been a fantastic experience. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's a great, it's a great show. It's a great venue. It's a, it's a rock venue. I don't know if you've ever been there. No, but, uh, oh, well next time you're in Denver, make sure to check it out. It's uh, th- there's like a uh, movie posters all over the, all over the place that are like old, timey movie posters like almost to the point of like some of them are like racist because they're that that old you know what i mean (laughs) but it's in the taste of like the spirit of the thing it's not we're you know not going out to be racist but uh, so it's it's, it just has this really nostalgic feel about it and uh i don't know it has one of those wraparound bars it's just a beautiful bar and and it it has a lot of great energy and a lot of great experiences have happened there whether it's our experience comedy show or it's just some of the music that's gone through there it's more like rockabilly bar if that if that kind of nice gives you an idea and how often do you guys do that we do it once a month okay we were we were going to do it more but um it's nice just to kind of focus all your all your attention on one show rather than having to put a show out every week it kind of like you know it's it spreads it thin yeah. and it doesn't make it as exciting for everyone and it kind of almost uh almost like shoots itself in the foot because then it's people can take it for granted yeah you're like oh well that show's gonna be on next week or you know what i mean so so yeah, we just we just do it once a month, and it's been a it's been a great experience. Nice. So now, having been on the production side of things, putting a showcase together, a, a regular gig that you're a part of, sure. how did that affect your comedy when you got to see sort of that part of comedy? Not just showing up and grabbing a mic and telling jokes and going home. Sure. But, but you're doing promotion and you're doing booking and all that kind of stuff. Did you learn anything, or do you enjoy that aspect of? Stand-up? I do not enjoy that aspect <laughs> at all. No, I, I I'm not a promoter, unfortunately, but yeah. I do my best. Um, which is another field I could always work harder on. But uh, there, there is something to be said, though, when you uh, you know you pick everyone out and you kind of like figure out who's going to be on the show and who what would be a good show based on who the people are and the energy of various people. So when it be, when it when it goes off, you know the place is packed and everyone's having a great time. And by the end of it, it, it that's a great feeling. But the actual setting the steps up, it's like making the bread. You right, know, right. like I just like eating the bread. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't need to make the bread, but. Uh, I'm in a position where I have to make the bread, so gotcha. I'm making the bread. Well, this is going to sound like a cynical question, and I don't oh, mean good, it that good. way. But do you have a plan B, or is comedy something that... I have, I have some in my pocket right here, just in case the show work <laughs> doesn't work out. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I write, I, uh, I 
I, I don't know. I, I feel like I lead an active life for the most part. So I, I have other interests and other, ex, you know, things that excite me. And the thing that's great about comedy too is just, uh, you know, I know there's different levels of like what you really want from your career and everything, but it's always there. Yeah. You know, and that sometimes that's just enough. And, you know, other times it's like, no, I, I really want to like strive and, you know, put some effort into this and like establish myself more and promote, make right, the bread, right. which is, you know, once again, not my strong suit, but, uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think of it that way. I guess I should, but it's just, it's, it's a passion. It's, yeah. you know, and I, I know it's also a, a job and maybe that's, I'd need to put more attention on that aspect of it, but it's the experience. I'm, I'm living in the experience and yeah. the people you meet in this, this whole thing. And it's, I'm just living it up. Yeah. So that's how I, I look at it for the most part. Well, having said that, what is, and this sounds like kind of a slight to this club and the Colorado Springs, and I certainly don't mean it that way, but what is... What do you get out of doing a weekend run at Looney's in Colorado Springs? I mean, I know this club is a, a mainstay here in town. Sure. Um, it's been up and running in one form or another for, I think, over 30 years. Yeah, But absolutely. for you personally, what do, what do you get out of working in a, in a market like Colorado Springs? I, I got to tell you, though, I actually, I love coming down here um, because, first of all, the staff are are great. They're just great guys, and uh, we all get along. Like, at first, it was intimidating when I started coming around, but then I once I started to get to know these guys, I mean, they're like friends. So it's like, it's fun to, and then hang out with your friends, and they're like, oh, your new joke, and like, things like that. That's, that's a great experience. And then, uh, just, I don't know, just coming down here, I, uh, it's a little bit of a challenge, because it's a little different than your, you know, your Denver audiences, or what have you. Uh, maybe a little younger, or a little older, a little more um, conservative, maybe. Uh, so it's a challenge, but it's, I always have a great experience yeah. here. Uh, even the bad experiences, something to learn for sure. But but then you, I walk out and all my friends are hanging out. So it's it's just been I just really enjoy coming down here, and uh, and it's not far from home, and it, it kind of feels like getting away, like a weekend away. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just a lot of perks, and I, I do really enjoy coming down here versus maybe like going to Fort Collins or something, which is just I don't have the same contacts, like friends-wise, right, right. down here as far as like in, in the club itself. So um, I just I just, I just just enjoy doing it. Now, do you cater your material at all based on where you're at, you time know, of day, that sort of thing? That's or is tricky because it... every time I find myself catering the material, it doesn't work. Yeah. So, and then sometimes when I'm just like, I don't even care, let's just do this. and But I'm worried... But let's just see if they hate me, they hate me. And then uh, it kind of sometimes works out because I guess I'm just really bad at reading people in the sense of like, you know, you'll see a bunch of old people in the crowd and you'll be like, oh, I guess I'll tone it down. So I'll be toning it down and nothing's kind of happening. <laughs> and then something will slip out that's maybe a little more, you know, vulgar or something and they'll start, you know, cracking up. So I'm like, I guess I can't read people like I think I can. So I just kind of go for broke. And I, I, I guess you kind of have to trust your intuition too. So if you're, you know, you tell a joke and it might have a little slant to it. That's a little, you know, off the beaten path and, and people are with it. Then you kind of like go, okay, I think I can try out a couple of these jokes over here. And I think yeah. that would work. And sometimes you have to like pull it in and go, okay, we're just gonna. So I, I think it's just like in the, in the moment, I feel like I, I kind of figure it out. Like because every time I try to figure it out, it never works out. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's just it's just the way it is. So. Now, when did you feel like you got that comfort level on stage where you could kind of gauge the, the crowd a little bit more? Where I, and I'm kind of being presumptuous, but were you, when you first started off, were you pretty myopic? Like, this is the set I'm going to do. Yes. So one, one way or another, we're getting through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you gotten to the point where you can kind of shift gears more comfortably now? or I would definitely say more so yeah. than, than before. Um, I can... I, I can tell when things are working when they're not. And yeah. I know I have like two directions that I kind of, I have like two series of, um, 
I guess, jokes in a sense. Like, so if they're laughing at these jokes, I know I can go down this road. Oh, gotcha. And if they're not laughing at these jokes, I know I should probably go down that road. Yeah. That kind of thing. But other than that, um, yeah, I just kind of just let the experience speak for itself. And it's, I, I don't know. It's just very versatile things. So. Yeah. And this is a cliche stand-up question, but have you had to deal with any hecklers? Yes. And what was that? Um, I think the worst. I'm sure it was just one isolated incident. No, no, no. <laughs> Unfortunately not, but uh, I think the worst experience was being attacked on stage. Like literally, physically? L- literally, physically attacked on stage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was doing a joke about, I can't even remember, it was so long ago. It was, at the, it was an open mic, so it wasn't you know anything uh, special. But uh, uh, so I was saying something about uh, this guy's girlfriend knows or something. I don't even, it, can't even remember the joke. The guy heard that, starts walking to the stage, I had no idea. I just thought he was like going to say something. And next thing I know, he like lunges for me but i was at i was at the lines layer which has a stage that's like four feet high so he tripped knocked me over and uh is like just swinging at me and like missing like just by by inches by inches and it's uh then everyone in the bar is like grabbing the guy and pulling him off and it was just a huge uproar and, oh my gosh and then i got up and my shirt i'm like shaking and my shirt's torn and just kept doing finish my set oh my god <laughs> and it was, now, how far in were you in your career at that point <laughs> About halfway. That's say halfway. For, yeah. But yeah, that, that experience. We'll always, now, we'll what always did remember you, that. You know, what did you learn from that? Was there anything in particular that, you know, like you said, even a bad night, you can kind of learn from it and, and go on to the next set and get a good night. I mean, was there anything in there where you're like, I need to be more cautious or I need to... I, well, when a guy's walking towards... I learned the mic stand is a Drop weapon. The mic, I learned yeah. the mic stand can be a weapon. So yeah. that's that's important to keep people away from you. So that's crazy. I, learned, I definitely learned that one. Man, oh man. I mean, I've, I've heard stories of that, but I've never met anybody that had to had to go through that. Yeah, and the, the beauty part was... Because uh, he, he the guy was there with like two other big, big, big dudes and he was the small, you know, short one. So thank God he he's the one that came after me versus the two that's nuts football player types oh my god and they're pulling them off and i I remember at the time my girlfriend was there and she has her like her uh she was wearing a brass knuckle heels for whatever reason she was really into shoes (laughs) and was like like trying to you know brain the guy and everything and but out of the whole thing i didn't he didn't touch me the only thing that uh he knocked me over and i fell into uh uh the the sound system so i kind of scratched my back up a little bit and tore my shirt but Wow, that man, was, that's yeah. crazy. I got out of it. That's I don't one know of how. the better heckler stories I've ever, yeah, ever so, had. Wow. That's so I don't nice. know if that's necessarily a heckle versus... <laughs> yeah, 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 an assault. Yeah, so... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Alex, I know you're getting on stage here shortly. Um, one last thing before I cut you loose. Um, well, actually, two, that, now that I'm thinking of it. You've been doing this for eight years. Um, you know, clearly you've had some, uh, you know, some good experiences on stage and, and your, you know, career is continuing to move forward. What advice would you give the the fresh open micer who would go on stage tonight and do five minutes and it's like this is what i want to do i'm passionate about comedy do you have any pearls of wisdom that you've either been handed or things that you've picked up on your own that you would say hey don't forget about this or think about that sure i i think it's good to be open and uh understand that you know but i i do like the concept of like a, a person who's starting out to just you know you got to kind of figure out your voice and figure out who you are and even though it may not work like i said sometimes it's a matter of like a technical thing where you just you're not conveying it right or so people aren't understanding what you're trying to explain um but i would say yeah stick to your stick to your voice and you know you'll you'll pick it up the more you do just the more you do the better you get and the and the more you talk to people and you know i find the comedy community for the most part is very supportive so you know people will also give their opinions which you know take for a grain of salt 
because it's really your experience but yeah. it's really your experience and it's also trying to bring people in on your experience so if it's something you feel like sharing or feel like you want to share versus just trying to offend or something like that which is just a way to shock value kind of thing where yeah. it's just easy to get in and out and have that experience so i say yeah if you if you're just if you're in a state where you just find yourself doing you and maybe people don't understand try to open it up and a little bit so that you do bring other people in or corporate people in or or just conveying information that other people can understand your point of view because nice. that's, that's really what i feel like it's all about so. that's good advice i mean do you, have you seen young comics where they will get on stage and they're sort of a caricature of a comedian like you said, they'll try to do something that's super edgy, whatever sure. that is, or something that's going to shock the crowd, but it's not really them. And right. then you can kind of see them transform into, this is what they genuinely think is funny, not Absolutely. what they think they think is funny. And that's what I think happens, is like, especially with that first year, you don't you don't really know. Yeah. And then you might even just say something off the cuff, and uh, it like has some resonance of truth. And yeah. I, yeah, I just think, I think if the more you can kind of like get yourself into the experience rather than trying to like present an experience. Nice, I like you that. You know, so that way people can really t- take you in because, you know, we all, so many million comics, right? So, right, you know, you, right. got, you have your own experience. So I think you gotta, gotta live it up. Nice, that's gotta good. Gotta live it up and do it. So. And then the last question I got for you, Alex, is uh, kind of moving forward for you. What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Any Goals, shows, aspirations, things you're shooting for, that kind of thing. Well, some fun we got uh, planned is uh, at the Skylar Lounge. We have uh, we're doing our 10th anniversary, so we're going to try to get a bunch of the old comics that first started uh, to come back, and it might be like a tuxedo event, and so that's like a, that's like in May, and that's really exciting. So looking forward to that, and then uh, just in the summer, trying to trying to get out, maybe across the U.S. and hit some hit some mics and do some things, and just keep keep growing and moving. Nice. So. That's pretty. Uh, just, just work harder. Just work a lot harder. Good, excellent. Well, Alex Ash, it was a pleasure to meet you. Well, absolutely. And, I had a great uh, time. Thanks you. Thank enjoy you your, uh, enjoy your weekend here at Looney's. Look forward to it. All, All right. right. Thank you. We're done. Cool. So there you have it, stand-up comedian Alex Ash. A big thanks to Alex for taking time out to be on the show. Thank you to Eric and the folks at Looney's Comedy Corner for their continued support. And as always, thank you for listening to In the Springs. If you're enjoying the podcast, take a second to post a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast media. Until next time, I'm Ryan Lowry, and we'll see you again right here in the Springs.